listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. One. Win championships, you've got to have a championship organization. Rexel, what a pass to Anders. A team follow. Toy branch fires, she converts. Rhymes again. Up shot. Oh, it's Pull up three in transition for Angela Harris. Jerome says not tonight, not in Houston. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Pause Emma Jamma presented by Apollo Media. All Houston, all original. I am one of your hosts, Diane Dunlap. I'm covering the Houston's program for about five years now. Just last year, I became the color commentator for all of UH women's basketball home games for the broadcast. It was games broadcasted on ESPN+. Plus. You can find me on Twitter at Dayon Dunlap. That's at D-A-Y-O-N-D-U-N-L-A-P. And I'm your second host. My name is Andy Anas. Be sure to follow the official Apollo Media account at Apollo HOU, as well as hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, we're back with another episode, and today we have a special guest, two-year letterman from the University of Oklahoma, where he made two runs as a player under Coach Simpson, 0-2 team, made it to the Final Four, 0-3 team, made it to Elite Eight, went into coaching right after that, played professionally. Tell us about yourself, assistant coach, Quantus White, and tell us how you got to Houston. Well, um, uh, you, you mentioned I did AAU for, for a while. I, I coached AAU for nine years. Right when I got done uh, from Oklahoma, I went on to uh, France, played in France, played in Germany, came back and played in almost every minor league in the States, including the, the G League. Uh, then after that, I started training in Louisiana, uh, had several kids from New Orleans and Baton Rouge. Uh, and then through that, I, I started my AU program called Louisiana Dynasty with two of my great friends, Kendall and Kermit Smith. And um, just fell in love with it, fell in love with coaching, had the privilege of playing for some great coaches throughout my journey. Uh, Coach Sampson being one of the best, who's like a second father to me. And, uh, you know, I knew when I was playing with him, uh, playing as a player at Oklahoma for him, uh, I knew one day that I would want to be a, a college coach. And I knew one day I wanted to get back and be a part of his program like, you know, I was as a player. You just mentioned Kelvin Sampson's influence. I'm curious, what, what is it like being a player for Kelvin Sampson and then being an assistant coach for him? Is there a difference or what, what has that been like? Not really. He, he, he still uh, – I mean, one is, is, is a blessing. Let me, let me say that first. Uh, not too many guys uh, get to go back and work for their coach uh, and alongside of him and, and, uh, and play for him and, and be as successful as uh, we have. You know, uh, not too many players get to experience that. So first and foremost, it's a blessing. Uh, but then it, it's just been fun, man. It's been fun. Uh, 
coming into the office and, and getting to learn from him now as a coach, just like I did as a player. So, you know, he still treats me the same. Nothing, you know, to be honest, nothing has changed. Uh, still holds me accountable, still, still gets on me every single day. And just like he was trying to uh, make me the best player that I could be uh, when I played for him, he, he's now doing that for me as a coach. Speaking of um, success that you guys had, and you, you said you guys just got out of the workout. Talk to us about what the, some of the current guys, and then, but then the, our next segment, we'll get into some of the later guys in the summer league. But some of the young kids like Jamal, Mark, um, Jamal said, I actually had the privilege to call some of their high school games doing play-by-play, and I seen um, the ability from both of them, and really from Jamal, shit, I don't think he showcased it, but I talk a lot about our show, his basketball IQ and how he really can initiate an offense like Chris Paul. Like, tell us what you've seen from him, and also Jamal Mark. I, I feel like he, he could be like that next guard to come out of UH and potentially be a lottery pick. Yeah. Um, both of those guys, I, I always like to say experience is the best teacher. Um, those, those two guys, uh, I, when I think back to uh, the South Carolina game, uh, those two guys stepped up big, along with uh, J. Juan Roberts. Those, those guys were made huge impacts in those games. And I think, you know, that will help carry over to this season. And so just watching those guys this summer, you know, uh, becoming leaders for some of the new guys like Ramon Walker, uh, you know, even though Ty Zemo is a is a veteran uh, coming in as a fifth year guy, you know he's he's still you know being receptive to Jamal and 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 Traymond who who's been through the trenches and and got to go up against Quentin Grimes and Dejon Giroux and Marcus Sassa every single day, and so uh, I think that's going to help those guys this year. I do believe uh, Traymond will have a breakout year. Um, he's he's working extremely hard. He's getting better every single day, and I can say the same for Jamal Shedd. We saw that video that Coach Allen Bishop put up about. You see the 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 weight that he's gained from his freshman year. Have, have you noticed it, like him being more physical, or what is he more like with that the the weight and the work he's been putting in the weight room? I, I couldn't hear you say that again. They. Uh, I say we saw that a picture that Coach Allen Bishop posted on Twitter. I don't know if you saw the difference in how chiseled he was um, during that boxing workout. Yeah, you talking about Traymond? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Coach, Coach Bishop does an outstanding job. Um, Coach Sampson always talks about uh, uh, how great Coach Bishop is, and and uh, he's he, he's telling the guy on his truth. Uh, he does a fantastic job with all of our guys and has been doing a great job since he's got here. Um, and so I think it helps those guys to to get stronger, to get to get bigger be, just because of the, the physicality of the game. And so uh, I think it's what's going to help Traymond, who who can he's a guard that can score at all three levels. Uh, his shot, his three point shot is improving. Uh, but he's also a guy that, you know, you think back to that Rutgers game who uh, drove in there and made a critical, critical uh, play to help us win the game, that rebound after Dejon shot it and missed it at the front rim. Uh, you know, it's, it's plays like that, and, and, and it all starts in that weight room, Coach Bishop. And so, yeah, he, he's, he's getting bigger. If I can get him to 
stop taking pictures and, and, and selfies because of his physique, and we'll be all right. <laughs> Quantus, you mentioned a couple of those new players, whether I want to focus more on the new core of guards, whether it's Robbie, Ramon Walker, Tajay Moore. I'm curious, with the with the early workouts, has there been one of them or maybe all of the players? Is there something that stands out about one of them individually or maybe all of them? Uh, I've been really impressed with uh, all three of those guys. Uh, I, I think uh, Robbie Ombrester, uh he reminds me of a, a guy that I played with at Oklahoma named Darian Selvey, who just had a extremely high motor. He could come in the game and, and, and just have an impact on the game just because of his energy that he gave his other teammates. And, you know, um, you know, he's long. Uh, he's athletic and and he's he's tough and so, so every time I, I I go down there and watch him, whether it's in workouts, uh, you know he, he's down there working out by himself. Um, you know the guy that I, I keep thinking about is is Selby, who I play with. You know he's just a, a huge addition to this team. He, he's still young and he's still learning, but he's gonna be really good. Um, another guy is Taze Moore. Um, I think Taze in in and this is a uh, this is a major compliment because we've had some really really good guards that could defend, but I think he's one of the best defenders that that I've been around. He can really really defend. He's a high level defender, high level, and I think he's going to help us on that side of the ball, on that side of the floor. And he's he's also probably between him and Robbie, probably the most athletic uh, players that that we've had here at Houston and uh, Ramon Walker he's making strides. I was just down there with him a second ago, can really shoot the ball just like any freshman, just, just coming around. But, you know, the future is bright for him. He's, he's going to be a good one. Yeah. Ramon, I had, I caught some of his games, I actually called his, um, I think it was his junior year in his playoff game where he played against Vice Griggs. They both had an, uh, a great performance, but um, what about Marcus Sasson, man? We know one of the most, important positions playing for Houston under Coach Sampson is that point guard position. Look at the, the long runs that you guys have had. You had Galen and then you had Dejan and Marcus, if I'm not mistaken, is going to be uh, taking up that new role as the point guard. What have you seen from him throughout this offseason and really just from um, after you guys lost to Baylor? Well, I, I thought uh, Marcus was our, our best player against Baylor. I, I thought he was he was the guy that that, that showed up um, when we played him, uh, and uh, just his commitment to uh, getting his body in better shape. I think he's done that every year since he's been here since his, his freshman year. He didn't he didn't come in the most in shape guy his freshman year, but he's he's made a commitment to be in the best shape possible. And I can say, you know, he was in really great shape coming into, you know, uh, August of, of last last year. And he's made another jump. Uh, he's in absolutely great shape. Uh, and he's just committed to, you know, trying to get back to where, where we went last year and even further. Been uh, working out um, – on, on on everything, his strengths and his weaknesses. You know, uh, he's going to play a lot of point guard this year, and and he's just making a commitment to make his teammates better. Um, so he he's developing. He's 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 turning into a really special guard. What do you feel is that next step for? What do you feel is that next step for him 
to make that like that niggas jump or, or, or what is he going to have to showcase? Um, you know, a lot of what he did last year, uh, I, I think the world of Marcus, uh, but, you know, being able to play the point guard position more uh, and, and, and show that he can, he can play on the ball or off the ball. Uh, he's an incredible defender. Every day I go down there, uh, he's, he's by far the hardest worker. And uh, like I said, it's just his commitment. I, I think that in itself, uh, along with all of his abilities, uh, will, will help him this year and, and in his future as well. Yeah, another player I wanted to touch on was Kyler Edwards, who's transferring over from Texas Tech. Just right there, let's start from, from a player that transfer over from a different school. What kind of challenges do you, do you as a coaching staff have in trying to get someone to, I guess, learn the, the U of H culture, but also getting them to feel more comfortable with this program? Well, Kyle, Kyle played for a really good coach and Chris Beard and, and, and their program speaks for itself. Um, but then, you know, I got to give Kyle some credit, too. He's he's a high character kid, uh, high IQ, and, and then he has a really good work ethic. Um, I think uh, he can do more than what people think. Uh, I think he's another guard, just like Tremont, can score at all three levels. And the opportunities that he's going to have here uh, will, will be endless. And so um, I think he's going to make a huge impact this year. He's working really hard, just like all the rest of our guys, and um, has a great attitude every day. And he's going to be good. He's going to be good. The transition, uh, some of our, our ball screen stuff that we do uh, is, is kind of similar to what Texas Tech uh, has done. And I think that's helped him a, a little bit with the transition. So he, he's been coachable. Um, he's continuing to work hard, and I, I think that's going to carry over into the season. Coming right up on Partisan Majama, we continue our conversation with University of Houston men's basketball assistant coach, Quanis White, and he'll talk about what he's learned from his time with the Cougars in their coaching staff. Looking for a better way to rep H-Town? Be sure to check out ApolloHOU.com for Astros and Rockets apparel you can't find anywhere else. Use promo code LAUNCH for 10% off at checkout. Apollo HOU. All Houston. All original. Speaking of coaching, we always talk a lot about player development, but over the last year or two, what do you feel like you've gotten better at as a coach? Well... Just, just day to day, you know, interaction with with our with our guys and and just watching uh, more film and and, and studying, uh, you know, all of our games. Uh, you know uh, what, what we've done, good and bad, um, and just trying to you know develop myself as well as develop these guys. You know what what can I do to to help. Our guards, who who, I, who coach has put me in charge of, get better. You know, uh, we got to the Final Four uh, this past season, uh, a couple of years before it was in the Sweet 16. So, uh, how how can you know? It's it's not easy to to win, um, humbly speaking, as much as we we have here. And and so my challenge is every day, you know, challenge myself and and, and my strengths and weaknesses. What, what can I do to get better? to help these guys uh, continue to listen and, and learn from uh, one of the best coaches in the game. 
I think as a Hall of Fame coach, um, you know, continue to just go in his office and and talk with him about different things. And and so uh, Coach Sampson is so knowledgeable about this game. Uh, just the years that I've spent here, uh, that's development in itself. You know, uh, being able to be uh, spend all the time I get to spend with him is helping me tons in every aspect of the game. You kind of touched on how you've grown with your time at U of H. Last season, you had a unfortunately had to do under unfortunate circumstance, but you got a chance to be kind of the acting head coach um, in a game against South Carolina. I'm, I'm just curious, going back to that game specifically, what First of all, how when did you know that you were going to take over as the head coach for that game, and how did you approach that? Uh, I, I found out uh, that Coach Coach Kellen uh, contracted the virus, and then Coach had contact tracing, and it was it was the day before actually. And you know, uh, it's, it's a privilege to play for all the all the head coaches I've had throughout my forty years of living, man. Um, and especially Coach Sampson, and and uh, for one, him him trusted me to to lead our our, our team into a game like that, uh, just speaks volumes about you know what he thinks of me as a coach uh, and a person, and and you know is adversity, and and I I've I've been in a lot of adverse situations uh, playing for Coach Sampson at Oklahoma. I can date all the way back to then. Uh, all, all those moments and those practices and, you know, now being here at Houston and learning from him day in and day out, uh, you know, he challenging me and Kellen all the time in practice uh, to be better. You know, if he, he sees anything, you know, that isn't right, you know, uh, he stops right there and, and corrects us. And, and I think, you know, the more mistakes you make, I was just telling our guys here, you know, it's, you make your mistakes now, man, and, and you learn from them. That's what makes you better. And and we've all made several mistakes, but it's, it's, it's what you do after, you know, you learn from it. And uh, I think that that's what helped me uh, in that game. And, and not just that, uh, we, we have an unbelievable staff. Uh, Coach Brooks, who, who uh, has, you know, a ton of experience is a huge reason why he's the head coach of Lamar, uh, Casey Beard, who, who Coach Sampson promoted to assistant coach, uh, Hollis Price. We, you know, Mikel McClain, we had guys on, on, on that bench, although, you know, two of our leaders were out. We, we had guys on that bench that did a great job. You know, they just wasn't put in charge like I was, but that, that does not matter. You know, that, that staff is extremely important. And so all those other guys that were sitting – uh, on that bench that night uh, deserves a lot of the credit. And, and then I can talk about our players. Uh, you know, Jerrell, his leadership, Quentin Grimes, uh, Bryson Gresham, Justin Gorm, Fabian White. Uh, when, you, when you got guys like that on your team that are all locked in and love each other, uh, we talk about family all the time. Uh, it, that's what it is. And, and so when one of our leaders go down, what the family does is, you know, you have each other's back and, and you step up to the plate. And so uh, one of the best experiences in my life, I absolutely loved every second of it um, and just so appreciative to to be in a position like this. You talking about, you just mentioned how long you've been with Coach Sanchez from a player to a coach. 
if just reflecting back, what's something you learned from him as a player while you were playing? Like, if you realize, like, as you reflect on it, and also something you learned from him while coaching? Just how consistent he is. Uh, it's never a day. Um, I, I, don't, I don't want to get coaches' age uh, wrong, um, but he's in his 60s. And, uh, you know, he, he, he coached me uh, 20, almost 20 years ago. And, you know, the, the, the biggest thing is every day that we meet as a staff, every day he goes on that floor you know, you, you couldn't tell if he was having a bad day uh, or if he was, you know, even if he was not feeling well, uh, he, he's always the same. I mean, if I'm going to take something from him, it's just his consistency to to try and get better each and every single day. And that that's not easy. That's not easy. Uh, and, and that's why when I speak about him talking to, like he's a Hall of Fame coach, he is. Yes, it's, it's not just because he won at every school. It's his commitment to the program is his consistency, uh, you know, that he shows us each and every day. And so that's 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 hard to replicate. That's that's hard to uh, that's hard to do. And so, but that's what I'll take from him. You know, something that Kelvin Sampson has has said in the past when it comes to how he kind of approaches how he handles with, with the assistant coaches is he gives you guys a lot more responsibility, kind of similar to, it's, he said it's something that he picked up during his time in the NBA where, you know, kind of each assistant coach would be designated uh, responsible for whether it's a certain group on the team or, or stuff like that. Is that something from your experience that's unique at other stops where maybe the assistant coaches aren't given as much responsibility? And is that something that's unique to Kelvin or what can you speak about that? Absolutely. Uh, every, every, every place is different. Um, every, every head coach is different, uh, over here. And I'll just speak about over here, uh, coaches developing us. Like I said, I, I get to learn from him every single day, uh, whether it's in the staff meetings, he gives us me and coach Kellen, uh, since I've been here and now I'm coach KC absolute control with our position groups. Uh, I've been in charge of the guards the last ever since I've been here last five years. And, um, you know, he, he allows us to, to put our touch on those guys, obviously with everything that he, he wants done, but um, he gives, he gives you room for error. He gives you, uh, you know, your own free will to be able to go down there and, and, and develop guys. And so um that, that's helped me throughout my career. I, I, I can't uh, thank him enough because um, everything I've learned and and what I know and and not just our guards, uh, our fours, our fives, all of our guys develop. Um, Coach likes to say we we are a development program and 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 that's that's what we are. I think um, our guys playing in the NBA summer league. You know, uh, I, I had an opportunity to go out there and watch them. So I, I saw Dejon throw uh, with the Miami Heat. Uh, playing very, very well. Uh, Nate Hinton starting at the point guard every every game uh, with the Mavericks. Amani Brooks uh, in, a, in a crucial moment, hitting that game-winning three-point shot. Uh, and then Quentin Grimes. Uh, last two games I thought were, were remarkable. And, and so um, it's just, you know, 
coach develops our, our players and, and he develops the staff and, and he gives us opportunities to grow. And, and so that's what I want to kind of mimic when I get my own program um, because it's, it's led us to be successful over here. You know, you mentioned regarding once they get to the program, you guys, it's always constantly development. But I'm curious when it, when it comes to the recruiting trail, from your perspective, what what do you look for in young prospects that you guys are trying to bring in? And ultimately, is there really, and this might be a, a broad question, but is, is there something that just makes it, like if a player checks out these boxes, that makes you want to have them or, or what goes into that? Well, um, one, you got to be uh, – you have to be tough. You have to be coachable. Uh, when we go out to evaluate players, we, we're not just watching them with their, their play on the, on the floor. We're watching them when they, they get subbed out uh, for making a bad play sometimes. And how do, how do they react to the guy that's coaching them? How do they react to their teammates? Uh, all those things are important. Um, a lot of guys make special things happen on, on the floor. Uh, and some guys that are really, really talented, um, they, they may not be a good teammate. And so that's, that's extremely important to us. Uh, when you watch us play, um, our guys all root for one another. And I'm talking about the bench. So when we got those guys out there on the floor and we're scoring or we're making a good defensive play or, or rebounding, all of our guys are jumping up and they're cheering for their brothers. And so those are the type of guys that we look for. We look when we out there recruiting, no matter where it is, we're, we're looking for those specific things. Uh, do they genuinely uh, cheer for their, their teammate, for their brothers? And obviously, they have to be talented and and, and good enough. But uh, those 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 details right there are really important to us. Coming right up, we'll talk about the summer league. Uh, Houston Cougars have four players who had some good performances. Talk about what they've learned and Coach Connors White thoughts about their performances. Looking for a better way to rep H-Town? Be sure to check out ApolloHOU.com for Astros and Rockets apparel you can't find anywhere else. Use promo code LAUNCH for 10% off at checkout. Apollo HOU, all Houston, all original. Well, just a second ago, you mentioned the summer league and the different guys that um, you guys have helped develop. And I like to call it the Samsung recipe because he can, from outside looking in, he look like he's given, he's been able to give them guys to the recipe to get where they want to go, whether it be from, like you mentioned, Nate, um, Dejan, Quinn, Armani. But specifically, let's just start with Quinn. He, he gave you a lot of credit about working with him day in and day out. And I asked Coach Samson the question, when did he see the confidence from Quinn like switch, and he said it was the last regular season game, I believe, of last year uh, against Memphis. So for you that you worked with him day in day out, what, when was it for you that you like like you seen like his confidence change from him just to be aggressive and, and do what he um, set out to do? Well, I, I can think back uh, at the end of the year. Coach always does the end of the season evaluations, and we 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 talk to all of our guys individually. Uh, as a staff, uh, whether it be on Zoom or over the phone, and and, and we go through the, the previous year. And uh, I thought Coach did an outstanding job of uh, helping Quentin with his confidence in, in that meeting. 
And I think it just carried over from there. Uh, I've talked to Quinn several times after practice uh, when we work out individually. And, uh, you know, I could just see a difference in him dating back uh, to the summer of uh, when he came back. And so uh, it just carried over to the season. And just him knowing that Coach Sampson believes in you. I mean, he believes in all of our guys. But it's just accountability when you're not doing the things that needs to be done that ultimately helped Quentin, right? Helped Dejon, helped Nate. I can go on and on. Rob Gray, Corey Davis, all those guys, Devin Davis. And so once you have understanding of, hey, uh, there's a difference between playing hard and competing. And, and, and that's the biggest thing for any guy that's coming into our program, understanding the difference. You know, when there's a loose ball, we don't we don't just run over there and pick it up. You, you have to dive on the, on the ball and not just dive. You got to you got to get it before the other guy does. You know, so uh, it's just that. And, and Quentin figured that out. Uh, like I said, we, we've talked a bunch, I think. But uh, Coach Sampson had a lot to do with helping Quentin with his confidence as well. What did you think about his performance in the G League from what you saw? Uh, in, the, in the summer league? Yeah. I mean, yeah, summer league, my bad. Uh, no, nah, nah, you're uh, – I, I thought he, he played really well. I thought he played really well. I thought he showed uh, that he's unselfish, that he belongs, most importantly. Uh, and I, I thought as he got comfortable and for, for a guy that's – you know, um, I just got to give him a lot of credit. Him leaving Kansas, coming over here, that was a ton of pressure on that kid. Uh, doing what he did, coming back home to Houston and then getting to a Final Four and, and being a major part of why we went to the Final Four and then go, getting drafted 25th to the Knicks and then going, you know, in front of that big crowd and, and all those expectations and, you know, just getting better each and every game. I thought the second game he played where he didn't shoot the ball as well but continued to – you know, uh, make plays happen and didn't shoot when he was open, although it was not falling until the last two games just shows the type of uh, player he is, his character, his confidence uh, uh, that he has. And I think he's going to do really well uh, with the Knicks. And I think he's going to have a long career in the NBA. Oh, another guard that, that – had success in the summer league, played really well. I think he he had like two games where he almost compiled a triple-double, Dejan Giroux hmm. and Kelvin Sampson, the past has talked about uh, out of all the players, when he first got Dejan, he wouldn't have expected him to be a team leader, but obviously he grew into that his senior season. From your perspective, how, how did you see that transition happen for Dejan and him growing into a leader? It just... Uh... How, how determined he was and, and, and coachable through, throughout the years. Uh, and he, he, he bought into what uh, Coach Sampson was preaching. And uh, he really was locked in with two feet his senior year. And, and, and there's no way we get to the Final Four without him. Uh, his toughness that he showed, um, he, he was just a great, I mean, outstanding teammate to all those guys down there. And they all believed in him. I think Quentin's success that he had uh, in his own right, it was because of the work that he put in and and uh, how talented he is and the opportunities that he had. But I think some of it also came from playing with uh, Dejan uh, because Dejan, he knew, Quentin knew that Dejan believed in him. And, and every single time that 
Quentin, if he missed the shot, did not matter. And Quentin knew that uh, because Dijon would be telling him to shoot it again, as well as the staff and Coach Samson. But, you know, uh, Dijon played an important role uh, with this team. And uh, he did an absolutely great job. And it didn't surprise me uh, watching him out there with the Miami Heat. Uh, it was almost like he was playing with the Houston Cougars, uh, how in control he was of the team and just leading those guys out there, whether it was communicating, you know, helping another guy when he was beat and deflecting the ball, getting a steal and just getting those guys going. And uh, you just saw the passion he played with. It just reminded me of his time here with us. Another guy who so he My bad, Dan. I was just going to ask a follow up to that. Um, just regarding Dejan, it appears he's heading to Indiana. Um, do you feel like kind of similar to the question Dayon asked you about Quentin, but what do you feel like he has to do at that NBA level to, you know, carve himself a, a decent role for whatever team it is in the NBA? Well, like all our guys, he's prepared. He's prepared. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think it mattered what team he, he went and played for uh, in trying to, you know, make the team. He, he's prepared. He, he He's ready. That's why it didn't surprise me at all. Uh, how he played out there in Vegas. So um, I think we'll we'll see just like Quentin, I think will be in the NBA for a very long time. I think the same thing about Dijon because of, uh, you know, the experience those guys had here playing on the coach and, and how he prepares our guys in, uh, in adverse situations. And they have a, you know, not no, no quit mentality. And so he's going to find a way. He's going to find a way to to make whatever team it is. Right now it's the Indiana, Indiana Pacers. Uh, I know he's grateful for the opportunity, and uh, he's going to find his way on that team. Another player who um, played well, which he didn't really show much, was show, uh, the ability to really ball handle because that really wasn't his role in Houston was Nate. He was a lot on ball, showed his ability to create for others and, and kind of drive. And what did you think about his performance in the summer league? I thought Nate played pretty pretty good. Um, I, I, there's a lot of credit to the Dallas Mavericks organization uh, for allowing him and giving him an opportunity to play the point guard every single game. Um, but Nate's a, a very hard worker. Uh, he he played almost every position while he was here in Houston. So again, his preparation uh, has allowed him to do things like what he did in the summer league. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't they didn't win as many games, but I uh, thought he played good. I thought he played really well. Um, and I think the more he continues to develop, uh, Nate is another guy that I, I believe is going because he's a great teammate. Great teammate. He's a hard worker. He understands what it takes to win. Um, and Nate Nate left us after two years, and so he he has a he has a lot of room to improve, and so he's gonna. Uh, He's gonna he's gonna be fine, but I thought he did did well out there in Vegas. Yeah, like all those guys, I feel like you guys. What I call I call it the Samson recipe, and you help sprinkle some of that seasoning on there too because you got the plenty experience that you got. But real quick, I think we're almost running out of time. What's get you two players that you, you're looking for? You got to have a breakout. You said Tremont Mark already. Who else would you say uh, out of the out of the guards you feel like is, is just gonna make more of a name from the Serbs coming up next year? Well, I think it's a bunch of them, man. We got we got a good group. We're just looking at our guards this morning, and uh, 
this is this is going to be a, a really good group. I think Marcus Sasser, uh, because his commitment, like I said earlier, uh, I look for really good things out of Tyze Moore. I think uh, I read something the other day. Uh, he was one of the most underrated uh, transfers, and and he he has a lot of ability on both sides of the ball. So I, I look for him to be a, a breakout guy, but as well as Jamal Shedd, again, who, who helped us win against South Carolina. Uh, he, he's getting better and better. And then, uh, of course, Kyle Edwards. Kyler uh, is doing everything it takes uh, to make sure that he, he's ready to go. He, he's he's working his tail off. So I can't just pinpoint one guy. I think all these guys are doing very well. Uh, Ramon Walker is coming along as well. So I look I look for all these guys to make a, a, a major impact this year. You know, we'll leave one final. Oh, my bad, Dan. You're going to follow up? No, I just thought we didn't get the chance to ask him about the NIL. As a former player, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I, 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 I want to try to go back to Oklahoma if I can, see see if I can't get some of this some of this money these guys are getting. <laughs> I, I think I think it's I, I think it's is great. I think it's great for all our guys. Um they they work so hard and um, you know. I think in a lot of ways they they've earned the right to to make uh, you know money off their name, image, and likeness. So I, I am extremely excited for them. Yeah, I was just gonna leave it off with this final question. Um, going back to your guys' final four run um, in March and April, just is there one moment that you think back and you'll you'll remember fondly, or as the year progresses, whether it was one of the games or maybe even when you guys were in the hotel bubble, is there one moment that stands out? I think uh, just getting there. Uh, I, I don't think uh, everyone understands how hard it is to get to the Final Four. Um, and yeah, we came up short, and we we will learn from it. Uh, but it's it's really hard. First, it's hard to get into the tournament, but to win those games and and get all the way to you know the Final Four is is really hard. So the the one moment that I replay in my mind is uh, that stood out is beating uh, Oregon State and, and advancing to the Final Four. Uh, I will never forget what, what that feels like because that's – I understand – I understand how hard it is to get there. That's, that's all the time we have. We thank you, Qantas, for taking the time out of your day and joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it, and best of luck as the offseason continues and as the season gets here, just a few months underway. Looking forward to – thank you guys for uh, having me. And I, I apologize about being being late. I was leaving off the floor. <laughs> you're, you're good. That's cool, Coach. Right. Yeah, thank, appreciate it. Thank, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's a wrap for today's show. So if you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And be sure to follow at Apollo HOU for blogs, merch, videos, podcasts, and other original Houston sports content not found anywhere else. As always, thank you so much for listening. We look forward to having you back for our next episode of Pod Slamma Jabba. And as always, go Cougs. Peace.